Hello, everyone. This is Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Join us as we reveal how you can become the master of your reality. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Jacob with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, and I'm joined once again by the lovely Sherry Devban, and she is going to bring us some amazing stuff. We were just talking, and uh, the information she has is is very powerful. Uh, she talks about star children and uh, how they're coming in to influence us, all kinds of new information she's getting because she works with these children, and it's very revelatory. Sherry, thanks for joining me again. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's, uh, it was very well received last time. Um, it's it's uh, exciting information. People want to know <laughs> what you know, so let's uh, let's jump in. There, there's some more information about the uh, star children on top of what we talked about last time. Yeah, are we talking about the 2023 significance? Is that what we're starting with? Yeah, let's just jump into that one. That sounds awesome. Okay, so last time you asked me a question and I hadn't thought about it, so it kind of caught me off guard at first. When you asked me when I saw a transition, a shift in the energies, because the timelines keep adjusting because of the collective consciousness. You know, there's so much free will out there. We cannot control what other people are doing, but the good news is people are waking up in large quantities. And when they wake up, it's like they're awake and they want to know and they're thirsty for knowledge and guidance. Mm-hmm. And so I told you, I didn't know exactly what year or what what I saw, mm-hmm. but I was kind of tuning into the fact that if divine children are coming into the planet starting in uh, 2019 to the year 2023, mm-hmm. it has to be that 2023 is a year of significance. Otherwise, why would they stop coming at that point? And right. so that's what I had said. And I thought about it a lot after we had talked and I, and I did some meditations on it and I was reminded of something that really was an epiphany for me. So I was, when my second son, who's now eight, he's a star child, was roughly around a year and a half too. He was a very difficult child, just like all of these star seeds, uncomfortable being a baby, crying a lot, agitated, temper tantrums, because they don't like being in these little bodies in this dense environment. A lot of them are first timers here. So they don't just like, what is this place? And so I saw a mentor of mine years th- around that time to see what she could provide me kind of like a, what can I do to help him? Mm-hmm. And she said to me, Sherry, he's an anchor. And she said, I don't really understand what that means, but I'm being told to let you know that there, that he's an anchor. And so we proceeded in the conversation and we started talking about other things, how I could help him. So Putting that aside, fast forwarding many years later, I started channeling divine children and and also other starseed children because there's the rainbows, the crystals, divine stars. So there's a lot of different types. Mm -hmm. And I kept hearing over and over that these children are anchoring us. They're here to anchor us into fifth density, to a higher frequency, to the great awakening, whatever you want to call it. They are anchors. And it wasn't until after you and I had that interview that I thought about it. And I I was reminded of that woman who told me that my son, Skylar, is an anchor. And I realized what she was referring to because at that point she didn't know, neither did I, that all of these children are anchors. Mm -hmm. And so it would make sense to me that at the year 2023, if these children really are the anchor for us to, to go into this higher density and then anchor, literally, they're here to anchor us in a higher frequency, a higher vibration. 
it would make sense to me that if the divine children are coming up until 2023, then my initial kind of thought or intuitive thought about that being a, a real game changer for us, it makes more sense to me because it's more validating that it makes a lot of sense because it ties in with what the children's purpose is and what they're doing right now to help shift energies, break paradigms, shake up their parents, make them work on themselves, and just so many things that they're doing. And then we have the adults, the adult light workers that are doing their job and shifting and helping and guiding collectively together at some point, we're going to have to meet and then see a true shift. And I believe that 2023 is a very significant year. And I, that's what I've been saying recently, that I really feel like that's going to be a turning point for us. So they're obviously coming in all over the world. How many do you guesstimate are coming in? you have any idea? Gosh, I don't think, I mean, I, I feel like it's in the hundreds of thousands, sure. if not more. That Yeah, I mean, they're everywhere in every race, every gender, well, not every gender, there's only two, but every aspect of every part of the world, they're there. So there's probably, it could be in the millions, actually. That's that's, that's kind of my feel too. Good. So what exactly are they bringing in? You have met some amazing little beings and uh, what what kind of uh, abilities do they have and how are they influencing? Yeah, so... I have met incredible little souls. I mean, from infants where I've telepathically communicated with them and they've told me their whole life journey, what they're here to do through teens and adolescents and and young adults. And what I've learned is I was given the analogy recently of when we're, when we're here in the human form and we are in high school, let's say we become interested in something. Okay. Let's say for me, in my case, I was really interested in in animals. And so I decided I'm going to go that route. And then you go to college and you learn about animals. Let's say you go to um, pre-vet and then you go into your higher level education and get your veterinary degree. And then you go out and then you're a veterinarian for a long period of time. And then at some point you decide I've mastered this. I've done all aspects of veterinary medicine. I'm going to go around the world and I'm going to teach seminars and I'm going to consult on how to be a better veterinarian because of all of the knowledge that I've accumulated over the years. So it was shown to me that these children, regardless of where they're from, whether it's Andromeda, Series A, Series B, Pleiades, you name it, star systems and galaxies we've never even heard of, Mm -hmm. are those masters in those areas of their civilization And then they come here with that knowledge, that wisdom that takes us our whole life to gain. And it's instilled within their makeup, within their soul's essence, the wisdom that they carry. They come into this world and they are here to do that very thing, but teach in a way that teaches us and guides us. That's why we have these children that are very good. They're two-year-olds that can do fifth grade math. It just astronomical intelligence because they are equipped with what it is that they're going to do. And they're here to do all aspects of life in, in our humanity and how we how we operate. So there are those that are going to be doctors with more of a holistic kind of knowing of like energy medicine and understanding frequencies and vibrations and all of that, that we're already doing that will go in that path. So they're the healers, the doctors. Then we have those that are going to go in and they're the teachers. And they, then they can do a lot of different things with that. They could be in education or they can teach a variety of different things. A lot of the star children, not star seed, because they're all star seed, but star children specifically, the analytical, the ones that are labeled Asperger's, they are the more introverted, 
very intellectual ones are the ones that are coming here to bring innovative technology. So they are in a very advanced civilization where they are thousands of years ahead of us technologically mm-hmm. with regard to equipment, whatever you, you can name that they're able to do it way better than we are because they're way more advanced. So they come in with that knowledge and they become engineers, they become inventors, they become, you know, the Elon Musk's of the world, but there's, they're all over the place. So, it, you know, there won't be, they won't stick out like someone like him does right now, because by the time these little ones are adults, they're all going to, they're, they're going to be everywhere. Right. So there are these master level ascended masters, these teachers coming in, in the human physical form to then teach us and guide us, which I think is such a beautiful thing. And that's how a lot of them are so knowing at such a young age. You know, they really know what it is they want to do. They're in tune with that side of themselves because they come in without a veil. They so don't, they don't they're have, not, they're not necessarily propelling us into the ascension. They're probably there in some capacity to help, but they're there. Once we've made that transition to Anchorage, how, how do you, how do you see it? Is it a little bit of both or, or, or more of the anchor? Yeah. Well, it's more that the reason the, the anchoring part is that we're in the, in a time in humanity where we're ready for it. So yes. these divine children, rainbow children, star children, crystal children, were, we, they wouldn't have come 50, 100 years ago. We weren't ready. So no. we had years or pioneers like the indigos and the light workers that are now adults and that are my generation and your generation and, and, and so on. They came in. And they did their best and they kind of paved the way and planted little seeds. Right. And so finally, the collective consciousness of humanity has gotten to a point where we're ready. We're thriving. A lot of us, maybe not all of us, but we're ready to ascend into a higher. Frequency. So then they're like, all right, let's send these kids in. And boom, boom, boom. They come in with their characteristics, their char- charisma, their empathy, their compassion, their drive. And they all contribute. And it's happening very fast after the year 2000. Until now, we have probably that's when we got from the thousands to close to the millions of these children coming in. So they're here to anchor us in because we're ready now. It kind of kind of reminds me of like, uh, you know, I was former special forces, uh, CIA and stuff like that. I I normally get, you know, pushed behind enemy in within enemy lines and stuff like that. It's almost like these star children are like that. They've been pushed, pushed into these uh, very, very difficult situations and as you're you're seeing there, there it's it's very uncomfortable for them right now. But they're like you said, the forefront. So they're going to have to like work. They agreed to come in here and have difficulty, but eventually it's going to get to the point where they'll be able to thrive. So imagine, like you were just saying, you know, an Elon Musk type. He's like a rare, rare person. But soon we're going to have like millions of Elon Musk popping up everywhere. So it's very uh, intriguing what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and the, and the group that's struggling the most right now uh, of these groups of children have to be the crystal children or the older ones. So the ones, yeah. there's a lot of adolescents that I work with right now that are struggling a lot. And I'm talking about the ones in their 20s who have graduated high school right now. Mm-hmm. There's nothing out there that interests them. There's no job that they're interested in. They don't want to go to college because they don't see, there's like, they don't see the point. There's nothing that is interesting them enough for them to say, this is what I want to do. So they're feeling lost. They're being labeled as lazy, unmotivated, you know, all of these horrible things. And their parents are trying to be patient. At least some of them are, my clients are. And it's like, they're lost. 
And they're like, I don't know what to do. And yeah. I try to explain to them as like I talk about in my book, you're the hardest group because you guys are the ones that are supposed to make the change. You're the ones that are supposed to recognize, hey, I don't like how this these companies work or I don't like how co- what colleges are teaching. I don't like this. I don't like the, the way doctors are. I don't I don't want to be a nurse because I don't like how what, what's happening in the world and what is actually happening in the medical field. So they're keen and aware to that. But the problem is that they're like, okay, well, what do I do now? Because I don't want to do any of this. And they're the ones that are supposed to kind of stir the pot. And then they're supposed to be the innovators, the entrepreneurs, the ones that go in and become the leaders and the, um, what is it called? Like the boss. And mm-hmm. then they shift it. And then the generations after them come on in and it's already started. So they're having the hardest time right now because they're really feeling lost and they don't know what to do. And these poor people, these girls, these boys are being labeled as lazy and unmotivated. And I feel for them. Yeah, I think they're going to be rewarded for hanging in there because I think the space program is going to pop here a little bit. And that's that's extremely advanced, hundreds of years more advanced than what we have here. And once that pops, they're going to need people to go into that program. Uh, they need them now. They kind of like take them, some people surreptitiously, but uh, if they get volunteers, of course, a volunteer is going to be more, more productive than someone that's just like grabbed, you know, like the old pirate days. So I, I see that coming. Do you see anything like that uh, as far as from what you're seeing or maybe you're getting feedback uh, from the, from these beautiful children? Yeah, absolutely. That's why whatever it is that we need, Michael, right now, which is uh, I've been shown and many people have been shown the dismantling of pretty much all facet of life. So yes. medical, education, political, every aspect of our world is shifting mm-hmm. out of third density into where it was supposed to be a long time ago before everything happened and and things were messed up. So a call has gone out and these beautiful souls are volunteering to say, okay, this is what earth needs right now. These groups of of, of beings or souls are going to come in and and we're filling in all of the gaps and everything that we need. So there's no accident that these children are coming in and they're going to end up in the space program or they're going to end up being the future doctors, the the future politicians. And I I don't like I don't want to use the word politicians because I don't think they're going to be called that. But you know what I mean? Leaders, the future leaders, the educators, the teachers, the guides, they're all coming in and they're going to show us a better way. And Mm -hmm. that's why our parents and the adults and especially the elderly, because they're so set in their ways, and I don't blame them, they re- we really need to listen to them because they really are full of wisdom and knowledge. And just because they're in these little tiny bodies and they may not have the words to articulate it or understand it fully at this point, right. depending on their age, it's in there. It's already there. So we right. just have to groom them and provide support and all of that. So when the time comes, they can thrive. And we need to be there to support them because they have a lot more wisdom than we give them credit for just because of their size. Excellent. So I'm not going to pick on any political class here, but or any type of uh, mentality. You're in a very, uh, let's say, um, left-leaning <laughs> liberal area in Maryland. Be- beautiful area. I love Maryland. I-, I did a lot of work in Annapolis when I was uh, there at Naval Academy and I got around Maryland uh, when I was in you know, down in Virginia, uh, Virginia's kind of like leaning, leaning a little left now too. So Virginia Beach uh, area, still very conservative, uh, but there's a lot of people that have different points of view, let's put it that way, that don't seem to really support, I believe, unfortunately, 
the, the future of mankind uh, in this, this higher realm of consciousness. So what, what are you seeing as far as like uh, these beautiful little souls that are coming in? Are they coming into difficult families or are they coming into uh, families that are uh, open to this information? And, and do you see a, a left or a right leaning? You know, who knows? Maybe, maybe they like the left families more. That would be interesting. That's a really good question. And I would say early 2000s and previous, they were coming into more uh, open, spiritual, indigo parents right. that were had signed up ahead of time to bring these in. Because I want to make it clear, these are generational contracts. Good. So although a lot of the new earth children are coming in, and this is literally their first life, I can't tell you how many of the kids I've worked with in the past few years that are on their first life, which we could talk about, and they're struggling with that. But the ones before them, like their parents, their grandparents, they have worked, they have had so many reincarnations to work up to this point. So it's, it's, it's not just this one life, one deal. And so we've been preparing for this for a while. Yes. That being said, they're, they're signing on to be with parents that are kind of already moving in that direction. Mm-hmm. And that's how it has been. But 2000 and, and current, they are everywhere. And that's the ones that are having a harder time because their parents are the ones contacting me saying, and I'm not picking on any religion right now. I'm just giving an example. Cause I try to stay very neutral. Cause I have a lot of clients that are, yeah. have wide range of beliefs that have been raised, you know, Uber, Uber Catholic their whole life. They don't believe in a lot of the stuff that their children are saying when their ch- child says, you know, uh, I'm not from earth and, you know, it just blows their mind and they get like, angry and upset because that's not part of their belief system. They're the ones having the most challenge with this. And this is just one example. So they contact me in fear of, you know, is my child, is there a poltergeist situation or is there an entity attachment and what's going on? How can I save them? Mm-hmm. And then I have to work with the parents for a while before I can even work with the child. Mm. You know what I'm saying? For, yeah. To make them understand what's really happening. And so I think that they are being placed in families that are not ready, that are very earth-based. You know what Elena Dunan would say, like the Terrans, the ones that have been here for a very long time who have completely lost their connection. They're the ones struggling the most. And these children are having a hard, are actually are having a hard time in those families because mm. they're being shut down. They're being told, stop, don't make things up you know, like their, their parents are getting upset. So these children are not able to articulate what it is that they want to say because they're in fear of being in trouble. So right. they're everywhere. They're in all families. Okay. So for, for me, it's, it's really strange because uh, I was brought up in a very conservative family, but I have memories going all the way back to Sirius B and coming here thousands and thousands of years ago for this particular time frame. So having multiple, multiple lifetimes, like you're talking about preparing the way for this, this lifetime, this particular lifetime. And it's, uh, it's good to see that we do have the, uh, the anchor uh, children coming in to like help us propel us into the next level, which once we, once we break through that last little piece and uh, pull, you know, a good piece of the population and the consciousness with us, then, uh, a lot of us are like, okay, we did it. You got it kind of thing. Uh, I think that's when they really, and they're like, finally, you know, it's about time. So then more and more star seeds come in, you know, uh, of course we're all star seeds, but uh, you know, with particular talents, you know, that wouldn't have come in before. So that's, that's, that's fascinating. 
Do you see uh, some of those parents that are like completely on board maybe with some of these door seats that are coming in? Oh my God, a lot of them are completely on board. Oh, good. And not only do they want me to work with their children, but they are asking me to work with them. So right. I'm working with them both and they're like, can you help me activate? Can you help me connect with my higher self? Can you tell me where I'm from? How many lives I've had? You know, what's my soul name? I want, like, they're like, we have a session with the kid and they're like, wait, but I want to know about me. What, where am I from? What's I'm my soul name? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. That's good. You know, what's my, who's my soul family? And they get excited because they're like, I believe this. I understand it. Now, can you help me and guide me as well? And then uh, next thing you know, there is calling. The mom's calling. The dad's calling. Everybody wants to know. You know what oh, I'm good, saying? Good, good, good. It's, it, it's resonating with their truth, right? They're recognizing that it makes sense to them yeah. and they, and it's the resonance. It's about, it, it matches their vibration, their understanding, their knowing because they're waking up. And then those unfortunately that are not there yet are in a lower vibration and they are just, they're stuck. They're having a really hard time. Ah. Hello, this is Michael Jaco. If you want to learn more on how to unleash your own intuition, go to michaelkjaco.com, unleashingintuition.com, where you can find my courses on how to become the master of your own reality. So let's talk a little bit about your book, because that's kind of like if people are like super interested because I can't imagine anyone that not would not be unless they're completely <laughs> closed-minded. Uh, they wouldn't be listening this far anyway, but people are going to be very interested if they haven't, if they weren't listening to you last time, tell us a little bit about your book and how you go into this. Cause I know, I know people are going to want to contact you. So the best segue into you is reading your information and then maybe setting up an appointment or, or you know, you do either, either one talk a little bit about your book. So the Divinely Guided one is the one for children. So Divinely Guided is a guidebook for teens, parents, young adults to become spiritually centered in a, in this ever-changing world, which is exactly what's happening. And the reason I created the book is because I found myself talking to parents and explaining their children and why they were the way they are and, and what category they fell into and how to parent them differently than the others. Because I have three children that are three different categories. I have to parent and talk to them completely different because they wow. process analyze and they react differently oh, yeah. to my parenting styles. So if I yell at one, the other one's going to crumble and fall to the ground and like be completely like shell shock where I have to talk loud to the other one for her to listen to me. And, and I'm trying to guide parents that you cannot keep your kids in one box. They're unique. They're different and they have characteristics and they're there for a reason. Don't break them because later on in life, they're going to utilize that wisdom that we talked about all of those tools that they came in with that may be dormant for a certain period of time. And then they become an adult, they get their first job and then everything just lights up for them. So they have these tools and a tool. So I explain that in the book, what the different types of children are, how to parent them. And then the teens and the young adults that are reading the book, I'm trying to, I'm actually talking to them and I'm saying, are you a star? This is what it's like. Are you feeling this way? It's okay. This is what you're here to do. This is your mission. This is your journey, especially the older ones. Like, are you feeling like you're lost? Are you feeling like no job calls out to you? Are you, are you feeling this way? Yes, it's okay. And why is this happening? So that they can feel more motivated and understand the direction they're going and what the challenges they're facing and why, so that they don't feel so lost, so that perhaps they become motivated to think outside the box and create something 
create their own business, sell something, make put a, get an Etsy account together. Every, you know, a lot of these new earth children are very creative. They create things, they make clothes, they build things. You know, I think we're being encouraged, even the adults now, to open our own businesses and rely on ourselves as opposed to these big industries, you know, working for other people, working for the man, all of that. It's all shifting. It's all changing. And these kids are going to be kind of the pioneers of that, of that kind of that trajectory moving forward. Uh, that's fantastic. Let me, uh, let me share the screen real quick and uh, let's, let's look at a, a couple of your books here. Uh, you, you also have them on your site too as well, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So that that's the second one. It's called Divinely Guided. The first one is was, again, I found myself explaining kind of the same things in all of my adult sessions, you know, mm-hmm. letting under helping people understand how our vibration is everything, how your emotions contribute to your vibration and your wellness. And you have the ability to control that and how to do that and how to transform, how to tap into your higher intuition to so you can evolve and you can ascend. So that's the 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 first book is more of a guidebook on healing and transforming. And the other one is more for the kids. I talked to you last time in our interview, I've got a third book that I'm writing and it's about, I think it's so funny how my books and Kimberly's books right now are coupled together. <laughs> Kimberly Palm. Oh, yeah. For some reason, they're doing our books together. The third book I'm writing is more of a healing book. So I'm trying to teach people how to heal themselves. All the things oh. that I do in my sessions, timeline healing and merging, cord cutting, all of the things that I do, um, high frequency healing, whatever it is that you, that the person needs, I'm trying, I'm creating a book so that people can learn how to do that because that's where we're at. You know, where we're at in the world right now, part of the ascension process is reconnecting people with their higher self Mm -hmm. so that they understand that we all have the innate ability to do these things. I'm not special. Michael's not special. None of us are special. We just have tapped into it. We just have the intention. We put it out there. We, we try, we practice, we connect. But everybody watching this has the ability to do that. Children have an even easier time doing it because they're so connected. But it doesn't matter how old you are. You, I've taught a woman in her 80s Reiki. It doesn't matter how old you are. It's just about connecting and understanding um, vibration, energy, and all of that. So I'm trying to teach people how to do that so that we can then become empowered to heal ourselves. Because at the end of the day, you know, 10, 20 years down the line, I don't believe there'll be many doctors. It's going to be us healing ourselves because that's what we have been intent. That's what we're able to do. That was our intention. Yeah. That intuitive knowing that you're talking about, you're, you're led to, uh, you know, what, what works for you, diets and uh, how to heal yourself. Like you're talking about, uh, these, these are all things, yeah, that I've discovered as well. So it's beautiful to see lots of people connecting with it and sharing it. So there, there was uh, some other points that you wanted to bring up. Let's delve into uh, some of those other ones that you were, you were talking about before the oh, show. No, what was it? Oh, so about three, four months ago, I, I was doing my healing sessions like I do with everybody. Mm-hmm. And I was in a session with somebody. And a lot of what I learn are through my sessions because I'm working with that person's guide or protector or angel. And then they're telling me what that person needs. So a lot of the stuff that I know how to do has been taught by through my sessions with other angelic beings and spirit guides and things like that. So I'm so grateful for that because it's not like I read it in a book or I took a class and I was in a session with somebody and I was doing a clearing on their energy field and you know, okay, so everybody has the physical body and then the soul and then there's the life force energy that connects us. That's what we call it, the silver core. There's a lot of different terminology, but really it's what connects our soul 
from our bot to our body or, and then there's the energetic field. And what I started, what I what was pointed out to me was that those that have been in the karmic wheel or the reincarnation, and I know most of your guests, if not all understand that. So I don't think I need to explain it, mm-hmm. but let's just say those that have been in that negative karmic cycle because of the negative powers that were, I like to call, I noticed, or I was shown that there was an energetic imprint in their field, almost disconnecting the flow of energy, that life force energy between the soul and the physical body, preventing that connection. So that's why people are losing their intuitive self, their spirituality, their connection to God or source or whatever you want to call it, divine energy. And the reason for it is because that these dark ones or whatever you want to call them have placed this energetic code or or imprint right in the middle of their energetic flow, that connection that we all have. And taking it one step even farther, which really creeped me out, is they pointed out to me that anybody in a lower vibration, so demonic energy, dark energy, reptilians, whatever you want to call them, there's more than one, obviously, they have the ability, just like high frequency beings have an ability to tap into higher dimensional fields and see angels and beautiful things, right? Right. Demonic energy, lower energies, they can't do that because they're in a low vibration. So low vibrational beings can see this code. Anybody that walks around on the earth, they know exactly which human beings, they can scan a a thousand people and they are able to pinpoint exactly who in that crowd has that karmic code in it. So they know who's manipulated, who's able, who's easily able to be manipulated, who potentially is going to get some prick in their arm, uh, do the things that people who are spiritually aware are not going to do those things because they're connected. So they know exactly who they can control. So I, that was, that really blew my mind because I didn't know that there was such a thing. And so I was taught how to remove it. And of course the empathetic part of me was like, Oh my God, well, what about the thousands of people that I worked on before today? (laughs) Do I have to go back and work on all of those people to remove that? And they, the good news is that everybody watching this, that's outside of that, the who's on the ascension path. I'll, I'll just say that it's already being dissolved and removed. Does that make sense? So it's already happening. If you are going in a higher frequency, we've yeah. already been taken out of the karmic wheel. It's not being allowed. I talked about this on Nicholas's show a while back. It's not being allowed. It stopped about 2010, 2012. So no more reincarnation is being allowed. Only high evolved souls that are on the ascension path are coming through. So it's not happening. So you don't have to worry about it. But what's helpful about it, if I, if I, for those that I'm removing it, is it just helps catapult them into a higher frequency. So let's say they're in the 300s, 400s hertz. That's what their frequency, that's what they're vibrating at right now. You remove that code and then suddenly they're vibrating at like five, 600 because they're, they're being anchored down into that. Again, we're using the word anchor, being anchored down into that lower vibration. You remove it and suddenly they go right up. So for me, that was really, really life-changing for me to learn that because I had no idea. That, that, that it was even there. Have you ever heard of anything like that? That's not the way I see it. But that sounds uh, that sounds very good. When, when I go in and work on people, uh, it's usually to, to sweep the negativity away from them if they're willing. So they have to really want it because otherwise they just fall back into the anchor uh, position of the lower conscious because they, they feel like they get something out of it. You know, They get those yeah. high freaky emotions and they like that. 
there's, there's part of them is like, I don't want that anymore. So they're trying to reach higher consciousness. So, you know, people like us can, can come in and like, you know, knock something off of them. Uh, but sometimes they just kind of slip back down. So it, that's why I tell everyone stay, you know, stay in that love uh, vibration, stay loving because that basically pulls you above that and it, it can't affect you anymore. So it's, uh, yeah. but some people need a little help and that's, that's why, you know, people come to us, you know, so we can, we can help them move to these higher levels of vibration. They're having, they're stuck. And, uh, you know, we have these conversations uh, with people and I'm sure you have the same ones. My, mine are specific to everyone. So everyone's unique in their situation. Uh, it could be uh, someone, you know, that's passed over that's, that's negative, that's holding them. And uh, just like you, you see uh, other entities, angelic types maybe, that are, are there with someone and that are trying to help them. And then I let them know that they're there to help them. And that seems to, that really helps a lot of people know that they're not alone, you know? And uh, a lot of people are feeling very alone right now with, uh, you know, this consciousness because they're, they feel their consciousness is rising, but they see a lot of people around them, like you're talking about, that are, that are anchored down in lower consciousness. And it's very frustrating. So, um, yeah, you, you, can, you can knock it off knock that little piece off that's uh you know holding people uh, from moving up i like i like the way you're you're presenting it. it's very beautiful uh, yeah i'll have to look at that <laughs> so that 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 intrigues me so when i start to look at people yeah, look I, I want to see if anyone else sees that because uh yeah. it was i never thought it was pointed out to me and now of course because i've been shown mm -hmm. i can see it and it's like wow how come i didn't see that this whole time i didn't know it was there yeah. it's a different thing you have to be shown sometimes and that's it's true. obvious yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, I, you know, I just assume certain things and then uh, and then it's like like you're talking about, oh, I never saw that before. And it's because we're evolving, too. You know, it's not like we're, yeah. you know, gifted and we're already out there. It's like we're we're still evolving as other people evolve as well. And uh, we're helping. And I think some of that is because we need to be not too evolved that people are like, oh, these they're out there too far for me. You know, I can't I can't, you know, yeah. <laughs> So I, I'm, I'm pretty down to earth and, and so are you. So that's, that's good. Yeah, definitely. Anyone that knows me personally knows that I have the least ego of anyone they've ever met. I'm like pretty chill and I don't believe in competition. None of that. So, and you know, we talked about this last time. I don't want to be on camera. I don't want thousands of people watching me and commenting and judging and saying, who is this lady? Like, you know, like that's not fun for me, but I'm putting myself out there because I know that there's a greater mission involved and mm -hmm. we, and I'm trying to help the people that want it are those, are those the ones, those are the ones that are watching this, right? You know, we oh, attract yeah. those that need guidance and then they resonate and then they uh, will appreciate it. Same with you. Um, yeah. And those that are not ready, I just hope that they are kind and compassionate and don't say mean things about me or anybody, you know, because the truth is, I was saying this the other day on a podcast, right now we're, we're dealing with truth triggers. People are being triggered left and right. And it has a lot to do. I want people to, rec to uh, understand this. Your reaction to the truth has a lot to do or indicates where you are vibrating. So if you really long to be in fifth density or evolu evolving or ascending, and you see something that triggers anger in you, you're not ready yet. That's the problem with it. And everyone has a different perception. Everybody hears things differently. Everyone, everyone reacts differently. But if you can react in a way that's compassionate, empathetic, or you have kindness towards others, then you're evolving. 
But if you're still being triggered left and right by things that other people are saying that does not resonate with you, then you are not ready yet. And you still need to work on yourself. Uh, and, and everybody's working on, on themselves in a different way and a different level. So like, like Michael just said, I'm not perfect. He's not perfect. I have plenty of learning and evolving to do. Uh, I just happen to be ahead of certain people that I'm trying to help. And then there are certain people that aren't ready for that help yet. So everybody's at a different level. But right now we're having a lot of truth triggers and there's a lot of angry people out there and that are screaming and they're yelling and they are, they are mad. And we have to remind those people and everybody that's witnessing it and reacting to it also to just relax, have peace within yourself. If I could give one message today before we end this, find peace within yourself. Stop trying to find peace within yourself by convincing others of your opinion or waiting for something to happen in the news that you have been promised or heard on a podcast that's going to happen but hasn't happened yet. Mm. Or you're waiting for everybody to believe what you're saying and you're being called a conspiracy theorist. Let all that go. You have to find peace within yourself. And then let everybody else find peace within themselves. Everybody does it differently. Uh, and until then, we're not going to grow as a population. We're not going to evolve. And the timeline that we're in, although is a positive one, is going to take longer because those people are slowing us down. So wow, that's that's guess, such good advice. Wow, <laughs> it's, it's, it totally makes totally makes sense when you you know. I love to get other people talking about this because I I talk about it, and so now we have a lot of more people. So that's that's the key. That's the the, the quantum jump that we make where we're not no longer in these anger vibrations, you know, these frustrated vibrations, all those vibrations go away. Once you're in these uh, higher realms of consciousness, it simply does not exist. It's not there. It doesn't vibrate there. So that's the real challenge for people to overcome that vibration, that negative pulling vibration, anger. Uh, Cause I hear a lot of times, well, I can't forgive, you know, so-and-so because they did such and such. You know, it's too horrific. I'm like, well, you're stuck there then, and uh, you're not going. You're 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 not going to evolve. It's it's that simple. Yeah, and you're just going to remain tethered to that person that you're angry about and that you can't forgive. And they maybe they likely have already moved on. So you're only doing a disservice to yourself when you don't forgive somebody. That's all you're doing. Mm -hmm. You're not hurting that other person. You're hurting yourself. I talk about that in my first book. It's life changing. If you could just learn to forgive people and realize that you may not be fit you may not be forgiving the person for their act. You know, let's say somebody did something really horrific to you and, you know, did molested you as a child or something that's really triggering. You're like, I'll never forgive that person. Okay. So don't forgive person X for what they did in this life. What you are doing is you are going above that and you are forgiving the soul for coming down, whatever happened to them to make them do a horrible thing. Now I'm not excusing crimes against humanity acts. Okay. Like this is above that. So anybody that's doing that stuff that we talk about, that we know about, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about true human beings that have a soul, not reptilians and demonic entities that have taken over bodies. I'm talking about a person who has a genuine soul that has lost their way and done something bad or hurt somebody or stabbed you in the back or cheated on you. And I can't forgive them. He cheated on me. So what? The soul, you forgive the soul. You learn to go above the physical and go to the metaphysical and you forgive that soul. And you will feel so much better. Oh, yeah. Does that make sense? You're not, you're not going to give them a pass, but you're forgiving them for the act that they did on a soul level. 
Yeah. That's what I teach. Yeah, just imagine that whoever you're not forgiving, they're on your back and you're carrying them. That's what's exactly. what, that's literally what you're doing. You're carrying, and they might not even know you have a problem with it. So you, you could, you could hate the guy in, in front of you that cut you off and you're like just steaming for the like, for a week over that. And they don't even know, they don't even realize they cut you off. It's like, it's, it's crazy the things that people, you know, get, get stuck about. Uh, so yeah, having that, you know, that release is just incredibly massive uh, as far as like consciousness. Uh, and you're right, because people aren't releasing some of this stuff, it's holding that vibration and people that use that vibration, that loosh uh, to like, you know, create negative stuff uh, that we're seeing right now. Uh, that you get, you're given a power with your thought energy. Thought energy is very, very uh, powerful. So, yeah, exactly. so, uh, so, give us. Last time you gave us some like unbelievable uh, examples of uh, some of the things the children you're working with have done. And do you have any other really cool stories you can share with us? You know, I had a, a child recently. I think he was eight years old, seven or eight. I had a session with him, and he told me. That, well, no, I'm sorry. His parents told me initially that his son, their son was saying things like, you know, we're in ascension. We know, you know, that we're all evolving and children like myself have come here to save humanity. Like, where did this kid come up with this stuff? And the mom was like, I promise you, there's nothing I've said. There's nothing he's watching on YouTube that would have like given him that idea. And I talked to him and this kid knew exactly where he was from. He said, this is what I'm here to do. Uh, we are in a process of an ascension using these big words. And I was like completely blown away because I was like, are you kidding me? But of course I, I was like excited and talking to him. Tell me more, tell me more. And you know, the fact that I was open and listening to him, he did. He shared a lot more and what his friends are doing and what his soul family is doing. Hmm. And the training that he had to come here. He went to our, uh, I can't remember where it was Sirius or something like that. And then he trained in Octurus to learn how to be in a human body because he was ninth density. Mm. So he didn't really take on a form. So he had to learn how to be in a body first, train in Arcturus in order to understand human beings and what earth is like, which probably took an hour linear time, a hundred years or so to learn that, which for them is like this. Mm. And then he came back and then he came here. So he couldn't even come here from the, from the density he was in. Because he's like, I, there's no way I could do that. So that one just blew my mind. I couldn't even believe it. Oh my gosh! So are they are they giving like little little tidbits of uh, you know what's what's going on or you know what 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 we can uh, look forward to? So all I keep being shown are future visions. For some reason, I'm not getting the now. It's like I'm getting the end result. Okay. And what I'm seeing in the end result repeatedly over and over in different ways, not always the same. It's like metaphors sometimes, sometimes they're visions. Sometimes it's their, uh, it's direct channels that I, that I write down and then I read it and then I'm like, oh, that makes sense. But I see the education system completely dismantling. I see the kids being outside. They're showing me what it is and how they want to learn. They're showing me back home. Literally, I'll, they'll show me exactly what it looks like and how they're taught back home. They're outside, never inside. Mm. There's animals walking around, different animals than I've seen, but some similar. Uh, it's interactive. They're standing up. Some of it's telepath. Most of it's telepathic. And then I see that happening here, but 
in time, obviously, right? So we're not going to go from point A to point B. So it's a slow transition. Then I'll be shown how they're in these crystalline charged, what I would call med beds and what you would call med beds, but they don't call them that. Okay. They, they don't refer to them as that. They'll show me how they'll walk into them. So they walk into them. They don't lay in them. I'm sure that everywhere has different types. Okay. So this is sure. just the ones that I've seen. They walk into it and it's like this, you know, in the, uh, in an airport where you put your arms up and the thing goes down and it does that, or maybe it goes side to side. I don't remember. But anyways, in this case, it was like this energetic beam, not a laser, but energy. And it goes zoom, down and I could hear the sound like a, like, like a scanner. And it scans their energy field, it raises their vibration, it nourishes them. And they were showing me that this is the technology that's coming. So this is a good point. Imagine somebody that works on those machines or builds those machines right now over there, came here with that knowledge and is now a child, six, eight-year-old. It's already in their brain. They already know. So they're the Elon Musk that I'm talking about. So then they go in their field and suddenly they're, I'm getting goosebumps because this is so true. This is how it works. (laughs) They will go and they will, they will replicate. And then we will have that technology just like I was shown. It may be different variations to it. So I'm seeing little glimpse of things such as that. So healing, more healing, more education, probably because those are the things I'm interested in. Uh, But politically, I will say, and I've only seen this a few times, I don't see any political parties. I see them completely being gone. I don't see a divide. The whole purpose of these parties is to to divide us. So I see that going away. And it's more of like a commonality of what is in the best interest Mm -hmm. of a a true democracy, right? So what's in the true best interest of society And these children, because they're so compassionate and empathetic and telepathic, there will be no way to lie. It really will be what's in the best interest of, like, they don't have judges and things and court systems outside of here because they can read minds. They know what you did. You don't need to sit on stand and say it. It's already known. We Okay, what's your punishment? Let's just say, you know, something like that as an example. We won't need those things here because it will shift. And the, the grown-ups at that point will be so compassionate, empathetic, and caring, genuinely wanting to collaborate and build bridges between mm. communities and things like that. The gen- I mean, the gender roles, that's a whole other topic that we didn't get to today that I wanted to, but I think we've run out of time. No, but we, we still have another uh, 10, 10, 12 minutes. We can, uh, we can okay. jump into that. Oh, okay. So the gender roles. I really want to talk about this because you and Janine, who, whom I love, were having an interview just a few days ago, I think. Yep. And you got into that, that topic. Okay. And I, and this is personal, to, not personal to me, but important to me because right. I work with a lot of these divine children who have given me a lot of information. And it's in my book. I talk about this where a lot of these new earth children are coming in with equal parts of masculine and feminine energy. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is because we are trying to move our efforts into having the ability to tap into both so that we're not we're moving from this primal aspect of or society of men we work we're strong we're tough we don't cry you know like how we've been taught and then women are compassionate and loving and kind and we never raise our voice and we're never mean and so they're trying to remake us how we were genuinely supposed to be where we can tap into both where we can you can still look like michael be tough, exterior, strong, have that masculine energy, 
but you can still be kind, genuine, loving to all people and have that, be able to tap into it. So we're still going to be male or female. That's Mm -hmm. still important. You know, the dark forces are trying to make us, Andromeda is trying to make us the same sex because of their ritualistic ideas. That's not the point of this. The point is, is that we will be one or the other, but we have the ability to tap in to the other facets so that we understand each other more. Yep. Does that make sense? And so oh, yeah. we need to tap into both. And it, would, and it really bugs me because a lot of the TV shows are bending our roles and flip-flopping it. So we have all of these TV shows and movies out there where men are being demasculated by women. Mm-hmm. And they're and they're acting like, you know, they, they're cowering to these women in these roles, these principal roles or their their bosses, even mm-hmm. their wives. And they're being put down and they don't have a voice anymore. And it's like that's teaching our society that that's what men are supposed to be like now. And that's not what we're trying to do. Same right. with women. They're powerful. They're aggressive. They're mean. And, and they're putting everybody, all the men down. That is the wrong direction. That is the work of the dark forces to confuse us into their agenda, to make us one sex, one gender, tear apart our family units, all of the stuff that is not the point. The point is, is for us to blend and have more balanced energy so that we understand each other better. And so that if you do choose to be a stay-at-home father while your wife goes and makes the money, that's okay. It's looked at upon the society as, yeah, that's cool. And vice versa. Mm -hmm. It's the choice and it's a resonance of what it is that that person genuinely wants to do and not made to feel like they have to do that. Now, the in-betweens, because I'm not trying to put, I'm not at all putting down the the LGBTQ other letters community at all. I completely respect that. Sure. That is, again, that is their choice. Mm -hmm. But we just need to be careful with the dark agendas because they're trying to push it on the younger generations to confuse them. So you see how there's a delicate balance to everything. That's how the world is supposed to be. That's the divine law of, of life, of living. There's a delicate balance. There's a yin and yang to everything. And what the dark forces do is they try to pull us into one or the other. And that throws our divine balance off. And that's what they want. Because when our divine balance is off, we are in a lower vibration. When we're in a lower vibration, we have dis-ease, suffering, anger, re- resentment. We're, able, we're easily being able to be manipulated, controlled. There's the power structure. When we have this beautiful divine flow, that's not possible because our vibration is high. We have discernment. We have a connection to our intuition, our soul, Mm -hmm. and we are more compassionate and loving and kind to one another. That is what we're supposed to be. But they pull us into one or the other to tear that apart, to make us one or the other. And so I, I really liked that conversation you had. And I just wanted to bring the children into that and piggyback your conversation because that also is part of what these children are here to do is they're both very like both sexes, loving and kind, but girls can be tough. Boys can cry too. Boys can have emotions. You know what I'm saying? And, and they're mirroring that they are showing that by the way that they act. Now it's all about how society reacts to it. That's going to determine in the near future, how long that continues, right? Because if you have parents still telling your son, stop crying and still telling your daughter, oh, girls don't do that. We're confusing them. Ultimately, they will get out of it, but that's the struggle right now is getting the parents to understand and society to understand that it's okay. We need that delicate balance of both. Yeah, that's that's very good. 
And, and for me, when I, uh, you know, I did all the, all the manly stuff, you know, Navy SEAL, you know, hand-to-hand, sort of hand-to-hand program, all the blowing stuff up. And it was amazing. But the, when I started to tap into, because I just kept pushing myself, pushing myself, and then I just, woof, I went through this veil, this into this another experiential level where the beautiful feminine side started to come in and I 10 X hundred X my abilities and everything. So it's, uh, it's definitely something, you know, and that loving balance between the two is what keeps it balanced, you know, yeah, uh, cause I can, lo- I can love, like you're talking about, I can, I can love being in either one of those roles, you know, a very loving, caring, you know, giving person and a very hard, you know, person by need to, for whatever the situation might you know, present itself, I can balance and, and, and shift back and forth between those. Now you talk about shifting to, you know, another role because I've been around gay people, you know, a lot. There's, I, as long as you're loving, it's what, why is there a problem there? That's the way I feel about it. You know, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't make me feel uncomfortable. I've been to some of those shows where, where the, like the, you know, the, the impersonators, God, those, those guys, those people, you know, are amazing. They're very loving because I've talked to a lot of them, you know, with, with uh, my, my date or whatever. And they're, they're just, they just have a great time. I love it. It's fun. So you can be loving. You can, you, if you want to experience that, you know, experience that as long as you're loving and you're giving, there's no problems there. But like you're talking about when you're pushed and confused to go into uh, another situation, that's kind of what we're seeing. And uh, that's that's where we need to, like, draw the line. OK, this this is a choice. You know, if you want to go into that and you're you're loving, you're not confused. It's that's what you want to experience. It's OK. You know, but if it's uh, if you're being forced, like we're, we're seeing a lot of right now to cause confusion and to destroy the family uh, and all these other situations, that's where we need to draw a line, say that's not going to happen. And uh, that's that's definitely uh, that. And, you know, like you're talking about, they're trying to uh, change uh, the school situation. Uh, at, at some point, it's going to be like, you know, Plato and Aristotle, when they had the academy, uh, you're outside and you have free, free expression. Yeah. Uh, it's going to it's going to be like that again, you know, everywhere. So the Greek, uh, the Greek uh, ideal, the academy ideal basically got suppressed and, uh, and twisted. We're seeing that in a lot of stuff, you know, throughout time. And uh, we're going to shift that around and take it to uh, this beautiful level like you're talking about. Yeah. And it's also, you know, a lot of what these kids have shown me, too, is where they're from. They are placed in learning structures that they resonate with, what they're good at. Right. So that's what I see happening as well. And I'm probably, well, no, it could be younger kids too, but what level are you matched with? What area are you really interested in? Mm -hmm. And then you learn like trade schools. I feel like college is going to go away, which is why I don't really, I can't, I shouldn't say this on live, but so hopefully my son's not watching, but I don't care if he goes to college. He's 16, 17, you know, and my will kill me when he hears this. I don't care. I don't think it's, I don't think, I don't think he needs it. Because I think where we're going is it's going to be trade schools where you're going to go in and you're going to learn exactly what you need to learn in the exact shorter period of time, which will be free. I believe it's going to be free or very, very inexpensive. Yes. Half the time 
And then you, when you leave, you actually are prepared and you can get hired for what you actually w- want to do, as opposed to taking all these extra classes, spending all these extra years doing, learning things that you don't care about, you don't, will never use. And it's a complete waste of your time where, and you have, you're way in debt at the end, unless you're lucky enough to have a family pay for it ahead, uh, while you go. But all of that, I see it's going and they're, what they're showing me is right. They're going to, we're going to go back to that or go to that where you are going to follow what it is that you're interested in and what you're good at and what you're passionate about. And you will learn that with other children. There's no competition. So people are going to get upset with me when that, when I say that, but we're moving away from that. And I'm fine with it. Cause I don't care if I win a game or a sport, like I, I don't care. You know, yeah. uh, if anything, my husband gets mad cause I'll let my kids win when I'm playing Uno <laughs> or something. He's like, how are you going to learn? And I'm like, ah, I don't care, whatever. And so, I mean, there should be some healthy competition, of course, because that you you learn skills with that that are valuable as well. But the point is that this competitive society that our poor children are brought up in, you can't even look at the kid next to you because we're told that, oh, well, that kid may have a better GPA or they're going to take your spot in college. They're going to take your job. That person's going to take your promotion. That person makes more money than you. That person's going to have a bigger house than you. Our whole life, we we're programmed that we have to compete with everybody around us, even our friends, even our siblings, brothers, sisters, whatever. That has to go. That has to go because we need to relax and work together and uh, build communities and structures where there's not just one boss. There are many different bosses that work and there's tiers and things like that, but it's a completely different structure. Or when you're in school, you're not worried about what's going to happen four years later and what college you're going to get into. You're not learning, right? Then you're, you're stressed and you're overwhelmed and you have too much anxiety. I, I don't want that for my kid. And I'm sure anyone watching this doesn't want that for their child. I don't want my kid stressed out with adrenaline pumping through his body and the fight or flight response for four years of his life in the most important developmental period of his life. And even my younger ones in elementary school, my, you know, they, they get stressed out about, they have a test tomorrow. I'm so scared. I'm like, man, you're in first grade. Well, what, what, what test do you have? You know, I don't say that to them, but I just, I try to let them know, Hey, it's okay. Try yeah. your best. It's not yeah. a big deal. I'll right. be proud of you no matter what, you know, but unfortunately our children are not groomed in that way. They're groomed. Like everybody is their competition. We have to move away from that, oh, yeah. and I believe that we are. I believe that that is shifting as well. Yeah, because that that creates uh, an adrenaline imbalance, and that's that's one of the biggest things I think that causes a lot of disorders. So the the pumping of yeah. the adrenaline in the system, uh, we need to like stop that. So I, I I learned how to deal with that, but it's uh it's not everybody wants to be a Navy SEAL. So it's like everything's like fight or flight, fight or flight syndrome, and it's got to stop because that's that's what. I think uh, lowers the ability of a lot of us to perform at higher levels. So Sherry, how can uh, people get hold of you if they want to? My main website is intuitivewellnesscenter.com. And then I have divinelyguidedchildren.com. So the kids one and then the adults one. And my books are on Amazon. Uh, My email and contact information is on either website. And my YouTube channel is uh, just under my name. So Sherry Diffband. Very good. Very good. And I'll put all those in the, uh, the links in the description box down below. So anybody wants to connect with Sherry, uh, you have the links down there. Thank you very much for joining me and uh, <clears throat> fabulous information. Uh, the future looks brighter and brighter every day we go, we go forward, I believe. Absolutely, I agree. 
Thank you so much for listening to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Until next time, stay in the love vibration as you continue your journey to become the master of your reality. Thank you.